they take over on first down, the handoff to Jackson. Jackson's got some room to run. He's got a whole lot of room to run. Down the sideline, Jackson reaching for the end zone. Touchdown, 80 yards. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. We only are five days away from the NFL Draft. We're kind of hitting that home stretch, and we're, we're going to talk about one of the sleepers of the draft uh, with a good friend of mine, Mark Lindquist. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark R. Lindquist. He writes college football and does MLB for Roto World. Mark, how are we doing today? Uh, not too bad, Elliot. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm just excited that we're hitting the uh, stretch run here with the draft like a uh, how are you doing that as we're winding things down here? Oh, man, these next five days are going to go by so slowly. <laughs> I hear that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to just feel like I'm on a treadmill for five days, and not from the exhaustion standpoint, but just for how slowly that time seems to pass. But we're going to talk about Justin Jackson, the running back from Northwestern, kind of to give a quick background of him. You know, if you're, if you're a production guy, he's certainly got a lot of that. 1,142 career carries, uh, 5,440 yards, 4.8 yards per carry with 122 career receptions, 858 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown, and 41 uh, rushing touchdowns. He's one of six players in FBS history to rush for over 1,000 yards in four straight seasons. If we give a background on him, he's a four-star uh, running back recruit. Uh, one of the most, uh, he was an incredibly prolific student as well. He actually graduated high school with a 5.0, which is impressive. The football, track, and basketball guy. And then if you look at his combine, he came in at 5'11", 199, with a 4.52 40-yard dash, and then kind of really killed some of the jumps. The 38.5-inch vertical, which is the 90th, perce- 90th percentile. 122-inch broad jump, 78th percentile, 6.18-second three-cone, 86th percentile, 4.07-second 20-yard shuttle, 93rd percentile, and 60-yard shuttle of 1106, which is in the 96th percentile. So he had some really good combine scores. So, Mark, talk to me. When you watch Justin Jackson, what are some of the things you really like about him? Well, I should start by saying that entering the kind of winter and spring evaluating period, I was not thinking about Justin Jackson at all as an NFL prospect, you know. Um, Obviously, I knew about his production in college, which you kind of uh, ticked off there and whatnot. But he, he just wasn't a guy who was really popping on my radar uh when i first really took note of him was at the combine you know you're uh uh listing off some of those testing scores and i just frankly didn't think that he was that athletic of a dude but he landed in like the 75th percentile uh composite testing of nfl running backs on spark and whatnot and so after the combine I went back and looked at his film, and a few things like it immediately jumped out to me. Uh, number one, he, he, he's just a very shifty dude. One thing that I love about him is he has this great ability to kind of like combo his jukes and his moves, and he uses that uh, to make a lot of hay once he's in the open field. And he, he's also a, a, just a faster dude than I kind of was thinking, which was confirmed by that uh, 4.52 second run through the 40-yard dash. That's the exact same time as Nick Chubb, by the way. Now, like, 
I don't feel like Jackson has like breakaway speed. And we can talk about that when we get to his uh, weaknesses and whatnot. Uh, but uh, yeah, he has a little bit more oomph in the jetpack than I kind of expected going in uh, and looking at his tape. And he, he also just has a very nice kind of uh, burst to the edge, uh, which uh, showed out in a, a few of the games that I was uh, watching from him. And then obviously the receiving ability out of the backfield. He might not be like a route running extraordinaire like Christian McCaffrey, but you know, he, he, he's just rock solid on the short kind of uh, uh, routes looping out of the backfield and screens and things like that. So uh, what did you kind of like about him when you were uh, looking at him? So I think the lateral agility is the first thing that jumps off with Justin Jackson. And like you talked about his ability to combo moves and you know, that, that goes into becoming a very dangerous open field player. Like you mentioned, his receiving ability is tricky because he's got the receiving production. He can catch. I think he's kind of like a catch-and-go kind of guy where you hit him up with some underneath stuff, some uh, ability to break down linebackers. He's not necessarily a slot receiver, but he can really succeed in that area. And, you know, when you have open field ability, receiving ability, you probably have a place on an NFL roster. I think that, you know, you you mentioned his production, his intelligence. That's going to go both ways in terms of uh, in, for his production with the pure tread on the tires. And we'll talk about that more when it comes to weaknesses. I think that he's a pretty patient runner. He can be patient to a fault as well. Um, but again, the things I really like about him is lateral agility, open field ability, and receiving ability. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you with all of those things. Those are just like the clear plus attributes that you can uh, uh, see on film, definitely. Yeah, and the other one is, like you mentioned, his acceleration. He might not have the top-end speed, but he gets to his speed, I think, really well. So, so again, that sounds like a, we're describing a player that's going to have a place on an NFL team, but what are some of the concerns you have with this game? I, I, I feel like there are two things that y you can just tell right off the bat. Number one, he's a little bit more of a slight, uh, slight guy. Like uh, you mentioned, his combine measurement of 5'11", 199, which is fine for an NFL back, but he is a little bit thinner, and uh, that plays out on the field, definitely, you just don't see him run through a ton of tackles. And it, he can be taken down by, like, arm tackles and things like uh, that. Now, I do feel like he's okay with doing stuff in close quarters. Like, I, 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 one thing that kind of surprised me with him, uh, he does have a very nice uh, stiff arm, and he's not afraid to use it, even though he's a little bit of a, a slighter guy. But the, the size is definitely a drawback. I think the number one thing that jumps out with him, though, in terms of uh, like uh, demerits on his ledger is just the amount of tread on his tires. I mean, I'm sure you remember when Derrick Henry was coming out of Alabama on, on the heels of that 352 carry uh, season. Everybody had their concerns. Well, like, did he just get run into the ground in that final year? Now, Justin Jackson never had a 352 carry season at Northwestern, but career-wise, uh, King Henry had 602 carries at Alabama. Justin Jackson had 1,142 carries at Northwestern. Um, and now he didn't miss a game, so that speaks very well to his durability, but you have a smaller guy uh, who has taken a ton of hits, you know, even if they haven't caused him to miss time. And those are just uh, kind of like red flags in your mind. Another thing with him, uh, earlier I mentioned that he had the 4.52 speed at the combine or whatever. 
Um, he definitely has the burst to like get into the second level, but he can be caught from behind. And I noticed that on multiple occasions with him. Um, so he, he doesn't have that elite breakaway speed. What, what are some of your more major concerns with him, Elliot? Well, the tread on the tires is really important to port out because, I mean, he has 500 more career carries than Barkley, 600 more career carries than Sony Michelle, and 700 more career carries than Darius Guys. And just in terms of the, the backs that are right now currently projected to go top three, his workload is absurd in terms of what he did i mean he has the production i think part of the production is volume based like he was never a highly efficient runner just if you look at yards per carry i think that's an overrated stat but i think you know i mentioned his open field vision i don't necessarily think he's got the best in between the tackle vision i think that he doesn't play with great power play strength um and that's going to be limited by his size now that's not necessarily what you're going to ask him to do so i'm concerned less by that but the tread on the tires i mean it's really hard to ignore that because that's I mean that that's you know we always talk about running backs are kind of first or first contract players right because we worry about them getting used up and the question is how much does he have left now that's kind of sounds nuts to talk about a guy who's 22 years old how much does he have left but that's that workload does legitimately worry me and you know I, I think he's adequate in pass protection I think he gives good effort I think he's an intelligent player so I, I think the tread on the tires, the lack of power, and kind of what, what his role is going to be because, you know, a lot of his big numbers came from just sheer volume, and I don't think he's going to have that kind of role in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. A lot of his numbers did come on sheer volume, and he's not going to be receiving like 280-plus carries at the pro level. I, I guess to play devil's advocate on my own point and your point on the uh, – uh, workload it, because he's going to fit into this kind of third down back role if he's able to carve out a spot um, in the NFL and a career in the NFL that is going to just by necessity like limit the amount of like additional tread that's going to be worn off but still yeah he, he's just gotten so many touches in college yeah I mean over what 1250 career touches that's a lot um where, does When you watch him, does he remind you of anyone? And I normally don't ask this, but because we're talking about a late-round guy, kind of where do you where do you expect him to go in terms of uh, round range? Uh, yeah, so first on the comp, I see a little bit of a theoretic in him, uh, just in his kind of shiftiness um, and a, a, a little bit of that burst there. I, I, I also think that uh, uh, Riddick's career development in the NFL would kind of uh, play into what Jackson's might on the uh, high end because Theoretic didn't get a ton of uh, touches early in his career with the Lions, but you know he, he's bumped it up past fifty, I believe, each of the past uh, two seasons, and I kind of feel like that's what uh, Jackson's looking at if he plays up to how he might. Um, in terms of his round, um, I feel like sixth round is probably the top end for him. And I've seen him going sixth round in a lot of mock drafts. Uh, when, when I put out a seven round mock on uh, Roto World last week, I had him going in the sixth round. Um, so I, I, I feel like that's kind of his sweet spot. I don't see him going undrafted but you know he could definitely slide into the seven yeah he's he's a he's a real late round guy in terms of where he's being projected he reminds me a little bit of wendell smallward coming out 
but again, I, I think it's really important to understand when you're breaking down a prospect, kind of what his role is going to be, and he's going to be that pass catcher, uh, that third down back, and I think I think he can be successful. And I don't necessarily think he's an elite route runner. I don't necessarily think he's a game changer, but I think he can be successful in that role. Uh, is there is there a team you'd like to see him go to? Well, just selfishly, I'm a Rams fan. I would love to see him back up uh, Todd Gurley. Now they they already have Malcolm Brown, who I feel is like solid if somewhat for, uh, forgettable there um two other teams uh i i i, I think he would be a good fit with the vikings behind dalvin cook coming off the acl injury you know he would fit the role that they initially would have envisioned Jarek mckinnon fitting behind cook last year um and then finally like I, I mean, it, to me, he, he, he's just one of those dudes that the Patriots might hone in on in the late rounds. I could definitely see him working in a rotation on that team. Uh, did, did you have any team fits for him, or where were you kind of thinking? I, I think all three of yours are really good, and kind of to echo off your Rams point, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him go to the Dallas Cowboys, be Zeke's backup, and kind of spell Zeke some on pass-catching duties. You know, he, he's shown his ability to handle a big workload in case Zeke gets hurt and you want to have him take over a couple things. I mentioned I don't necessarily think he's the best in-between-the-tackles runner, but a very good open field player, and the Cowboys' offensive line is really good at getting people in the open field. And Dak needs some guys that can make the uh, make plays with the ball in their hands, and they're going to need to grab draft receivers. But I also think adding pass catching running backs could really do that team a lot of good. Yeah, agree. I, I definitely see where you're coming from there, Mark. I just want to thank you for joining me, man. I, I know you're putting out a ton of work over there at Roto World. Kind of where? Why don't you tell the people where they can find you and what you're working on? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, over at Roto World, we're pumping out a, a ton of great content. Uh, it, it just like it, we, we've got uh, all the news covered, just in terms of the uh, draft blurbing and whatnot. We've got a uh, recent uh, receiver, running back, and quarterback roundtables with myself and some of the other uh, writers, both on the draft section and the NFL section. Um, I put out a deep sleepers uh, for the uh, draft uh, two weeks ago and then my seven-round mock uh, one week ago. And then, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mark R. Lindquist. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me on, Elliot. Of course, man. You guys, make sure you go check out all that stuff. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Mark R. Lindquist. Uh, Lindquist is spelled L-I-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. You can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Chris, your host of the Draft Daily Podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and now Podbean as well. As always, guys, really appreciate listening. Thank you. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never, business before pleasure. P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what. He-